Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news... All right, I'll do. It. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. I'm Sandra and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. John Fetterman opens his trap. And WTF comes out. World leaders gather in New York for the United Nations General Conference. We've got your highlights. And Gavin Newsom and Kamala Harris's love affair continues. Yes, I'm Andrew Coppins. He's Pat Oni. And it can mean one thing and one thing only. This is a WTF Wednesday here on Critical Thinking. Yes, folks, it is indeed a WTF Wednesday. You look very confused, Pat, which is, well, you, I guess, kind of your normal look. You you mentioned Kamala Harris and Gavin Newsom's love affair. Yes. Did you mean what I think you mean? You'll just have to wait to find out. So before we get into WTF Wednesday and the bulk of this show, um, I wanted to talk about something because, you know, usually on Wednesdays it's going to be our worldview segment up front where we talk about something that informs our worldview or questions about our worldview. But, Pat, you and I are both fans of teams in the NFL. You know, I am a lifelong Green Bay Packer fan and, grew up born and raised in the shadows of Lambeau field. Right. I've been going to games since I was eight years old. I don't know how many NFL games you have ever been to this many. Mm, Okay. This many. Well, maybe if we get back to Ohio, you can get to a a bungle. I mean, Bengals game. Uh, I mean, I do have an uncle in Cincinnati, so there are your team, right? Uh, I mean, kind of. Oh, you, you, that's right. You're a Ravens fan. Never mind. I wouldn't suggest going to a Ravens game. But I, I don't want to go to Baltimore. I have no desire to go to Baltimore. 
See, I actually do for some of the history, but I don't because of some of the violence. Um, That's why I have no desire to go to Baltimore. Also, Camden Yards is on my list. I haven't been there yet. Um, I I would love to, at some point in time, complete the entirety of the Major League Baseball ballparks. But, hey, I digress. Um, My point in bringing up the NFL here is we talked about it being a digressing league yesterday on the program for those who, spoiler, spoiler alert, did not already listen or watch. Watch via rumble.com backslash critical thinking, rumble.com backslash critical thinking. Download, subscribe, rate, review the podcast. You know that drill by now. While you're at it, maybe follow us on social media, at the Coppin Show, at the Pat Oni Show. Um, but we had talked about the step back the NFL is taking on the field. But what is happening off the field? In the stadium, but off the field, has become something that I want to discuss. Because we got news yesterday of a fight that happened during Sunday night football, right, between the Dolphins and, and the... Uh, the Patriots at Gillette Stadium. Right, Pat? Yeah. And that was tragic, by the way. Dale Mooney, who has been a 30 year season ticket holder, was beaten to death in the stands by a Dolphins fan. Don't know the circumstances, don't care what the circumstances are. This isn't just an NFL problem, by the way, because we do know that there have been deaths at fights that have taken place outside of stadiums. I think it was the A's and Dodgers series one year, uh, a few years back, maybe f- four or five years back now, where where somebody was shot and killed. But specifically to the the NFL here, I understand that we have our cameras out more and yada, yada, yada. But I've been going to games since I was eight years old, Pat. Do you know how many fist fights or disturbances I have seen at NFL games? I would say you've probably seen your, your fair share. One. Oh, okay. I've only seen one. Have I seen opposing fans yelling at each other, blah, blah, blah. Yes. There's a difference between that and what we're seeing today. And we're increasingly seeing this. We saw this at preseason games this year. We are seeing this in Los Angeles, at Chargers games, at Rams games. We're seeing this in Las Vegas. We just had reports of of a massive fight at the Houston Texans games amongst Texans fans. Okay? Now, we could talk about alcohol consumption. We can talk about other substances that people might be ingesting or taking or whatever else being fueled to the fire. That's fine. You can think that all you want. But it got me to thinking about this because I've 
again, been going since I was eight years old. So at least for the past 30 years of my life, okay? 33 years of my life, if you want to get technical. I, I, what the hell is going on? And it got me to thinking about this because if you read the, the book Among the Thugs, which is a which is a biography basically of this guy's time embedded within the Manchester United um, hooligan groups over in England in the early nineties, kind of when hooliganism was at its like waning heyday. It got me to thinking about this because when you know your history of what was taking place, of, of how these hooligan groups became a thing, how violence at soccer matches in England and then the rest of Europe became a thing, you know three things to be true. It's usually youthful people that are causing this. There's a disaffection with society, and there's an economic component to this. And I wonder if what we are seeing happening at these games and in the stands and in the parking lots is actually a microcosm of the disaffection of our society today. Inflation being what it is. Job prospects being what they are. They're, they're out there but very difficult to actually get because they're, you know, the turnover is so short. The inflationary rate versus your real wage growth in the last 10 years. You are upside down, right? Home prices skyrocketing, food prices, fuel prices, this price, that price. Everything is going up. Oh, the NFL wants you to pay more out of your pocket every single year to go to a game. I got to thinking about this because nobody wants to talk about this as a problem. Everybody just seems to accept that these things go on and that they should go on and and ha 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 let's point and laugh at the idiots on on X or whatever social media platform, right? Facebook, X, whatever. Ha ha, see that stupid fight? Did you see those morons? It's happening every week at multiple stadiums in the Northeast, the South, the West, the Southeast, the Midwest. These are not isolated incidents, folks. These are not situations in which you just take them and go, stupid drunk people, right? If it happened once in a great while, that might be the case. I also ask this of you, Pat. So I ask you two things. Do you see this as something that is a microcosm of the angst of our society today, if you will? And then secondly, where the hell is the NFL in all of this? 
I think um, in terms of our culture, it would seem that, I mean, with especially within like the world of like politics and, you know, personal belief systems nowadays, you know, it, we're all very divided to begin with, right? And I think when you put people in a situation where what shouldn't really be considered division because when I get when I go to a game of any kind, I don't care what the person next to me, I don't care what team they're rooting for. I don't care. Is, is it fun with fr- friends and things like that to kind of go to each other, especially if you're on mm-hmm. opposite sides of of, the, of teams at, at, at that particular game? Yeah, it's fun. Yeah, to but that with point, the culture. To that point, Pat, here's a great yeah. example of this. Packer Bears. Right. I, you don't... You might see a fight here and there once in a great while. But over my years, you're more likely to have a Bears fan and a Packer fan buy each other a beer and give each other shit. Right. It, than you do honestly, to to solve your shit talking with fists. And that's it, honestly the same with a lot of like the Ohio State Michigan. I mean, there's still a lot of fighting in Ohio State Michigan too, but it's it's uh, most fans that I know that are Michigan fans. Would be willing to sit down next to you, watch the same game, buy you a beer, you know, and have give fun, each other a hard and time. also trash talk while at the same time. Exactly, give each other a hard time, good natured right. ribbing, no problem. Right, right, and it's 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 that's what's what it is for the most part. But when you've when you've allowed other outside forces like politics or the current culture to invade in something that's supposed to be fun. That that thing that beca- that that is now fun, especially when you're on opposing sides, becomes something that's more divisive. I guess. I mean, I, I haven't experienced this. I think to the same length that you have. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, Quite obviously, so, I mean, it, you've never been to an NFL stadium, so. No, y- yes, and I I said that up front, right? Um, but it's it's. I, I I can I can understand I can understand where that's coming from. It's wrong. It's absolutely wrong. This is supposed to be a fun thing, but people take it, take take the game and themselves and the people around them way too freaking seriously, and that's where this I think starts to creep in. So, what I'm hearing is that you believe that the angst of of our society today is manifesting itself in these types of incidents on a much broader scale. That's what I believe. Perhaps. I I mean, if I look at history, and like I said, if I look at the history of hooliganism and the rise of it, they were hooligan firms. They were gangs. They were marauding, you know, groups of violent criminals, right, who would take on other marauding criminals from the other side eventually. But But the people who suffered the most were the people who were just innocent bystanders. Right, we look at all the tragedies of hooliganism and Hillsboro and all these other crushing disasters. And while Hillsboro is not about hooliganism, it was about crowd control and issues like that. But I just I look at that the history of violence in sports, right? And I think to myself, what has changed? It's not the cameras. It's us. It's not the ability to spread this far and wide it's us because 
let's take a look at what took place with um, with Dale Mooney, okay? If you watch the video, and I'm not going to play it on our show, but if you go and watch the video, you can find it on X or probably Facebook as well. But when you go and find this video, watch what happens around. The sickness of our society is this has got to get on tape. This has got to get filmed, and we got to we got everybody's yep. got to take out their phones. No, 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 no. We're not going to put up with this. And, and that's one of the beauties of what I have seen over the years. Now, I have also only attended a couple of games a year um, over the last decade or so. Um, I used to attend more. But what what I've seen or used to see at Lambeau was these types of individuals being reported before it got there, being taken care of and escorted out of Lambeau Field for the enjoyment of the kids and the families and the, the grown adults who could handle themselves in the stands. But I have also seen an increase in the abuse of substances in our society, and that is also likely fuel to the fire. There's a multi-pronged causational relationship here, okay? It, I, I'm not laying this on the feet of, of just one specific thing. But when you take the totality of it, what do you have? The powder keg of angst. That's really what it is. It's a powder keg. And when you add substance fuel to the fire, when you add passion to the you know, as fuel to the fire, when you add um, taking sports too seriously, when you add all of the ingredients together and you light it, what happens? This is inevitable. But my question is, what the hell is the NFL doing to curb this? What is the NFL doing to to take care of this? And Pat, I've said this for a lo- the longest time. One of the easiest ways to quell this kind of BS in a stadium that holds 70, 80,000 people, maybe 60 or 50,000 people, depending on where you are, what is the easiest way? You separate opposing fans. That's what you do. You don't allow a Dolphins fan to sit right next to a, a Patriots fan. You don't. One of the things that has happened in European football and in other sports in Europe is opposing fans are separated. There's a massive separation block between them. There are there's security that is involved, right? Also, we have a large secondary marketplace here that doesn't necessarily exist at least in the way in which it exists today. What's wrong with the NFL giving, hey, X percent of your uh, seats in the stadium must be reserved for opposing fans and, and however you want to do it, right? Put them up in the nosebleeds or, or do whatever, right? Like at Lambeau Field, if you wanted to put them in one section, right? What do you do then? Then you you allow for more crowd control. You allow for it to be easier to dissipate issues, because now you could put security, right? Like you could put um, ushers or security personnel 
like every other row or every three rows or every five rows, right, to, to kind of watch what's going down. You also can help them get in and out of the stadium correctly. Furthermore, it goes down to the ticketing policy, which was what I was hinting at here. The NFL does a really shitty job, and pro sports in America in general do a really shitty job of making sure the average fan can attend their games. Why? But Andrew, aren't you a fan of the free market? Yes, I am a fan of the free market, but the free market doesn't exist when you don't have the actual law of supply and demand in, in place here. Well, but the secondary market, right? But that's not really the law of supply and demand because there's an absolute finite amount, right? The difference between that and let's say, yes, you could say that there's a finite supply of cars or finite supply of this or that, right? But there's a definitive finite amount every single time. The free market does not exist. The market exists in so much as what you are willing to to fork over. I mean, it, it exists in this in the secondary market to a to a degree, but I don't believe that the secondary market is helpful. I think it is harmful. I I don't think it represents the market value of a ticket because. We also do a really jo bad job of identifying who's buying tickets in this country. So one of the things that happens in Europe, um, especially in England and elsewhere, when you go to buy a ticket, you have to be a registered member of that organization. You have to pay a fee, right, to be part of that. So, for instance, a membership in the club or whatever have you. And it gives you the privilege of being able to buy the tickets. You're a season ticket holder, right? You, you've got a, a reference number that you have to reference in order to buy your tickets. It is and That ticket or tickets, group of tickets, is directly tied to you. Directly tied to you. Now, there is a secondary market for tickets over there. But that secondary market for tickets exists only amongst those who can qualify to get tickets. Meaning they also must be registered. We do such a terrible job with the secondary market of tickets in this country that there's no way to know who is occupying what seat, where, when, why, and how. Now, will this person who, who sold the ticket to the Dolphins fan and ended up killing uh, Dale Mooney likely be banned from ever buying tickets at Gillette Stadium for anything ever again? Probably. But how do you prove that he was the one that sold it? Oh, don't you hold responsibility? Do you ever read that indemnification, right? I can guarantee you that what's going to happen in this case is that the Patriots, the NFL, and Gillette Stadium are going to get their ass sued hard for this because all they need to do is find one piece of protocol that they did not follow correctly or response time, or the amount of response, right, of ushers and security personnel, and that indemnification is null and void. Where's the where's Roger Goodell? For all the, the player safety talk and all the BS that he spews, 
Where is Roger Goodell today, yesterday, getting in front of the damn cameras and every day talking about the unacceptableness of the behavior we have witnessed over and over and over and over again in the stands, season after season after season. Crying out loud, Pat, every week there's literally an account on X. There's an account that just follows the stupidity of the fights that are at L.A. Ram games. The Rams? You're taking the freaking Rams that seriously? What the hell is going on? Do you see Roger Goodell talking about this and saying, you know what, we need to look at how we sell our tickets and and how we occupy our stadiums. And let's try a separation of opposing fans. And oh, by the way, if you want to buy a ticket, right, on the secondary market, you're not buying a ticket in the away game, in the, the away end. That's just not happening. You want to buy, let's say, let's say you got 75,000 sta- uh, seat stadium, right? 5,000 away fan ticket allotment. Does that seem reasonable, 10,000? Does that seem like a reasonable number? And oh, by the way, if you are caught wearing the gear of the other team, you will be escorted out. If you are caught wearing the gear of the other team outside of that away end or away section. How hard is this? This You want to talk about safety? Nobody... But nobody should fear for their life, should fear for their own safety just in attending a stupid NFL football game. Or for that matter, a boxing match, or for that matter, a UFC fight, or um, NBA games, or NCAA football. You You see way less of this, by the way, in NCAA football games. And why? Because by and large, the away fan, by and large, I still think they do a poor job of policing this, but the away fan, they've got a section that's literally, you go sit in the nosebleeds. Like we watched uh, Texas return the Alabama, um, uh, or well, Alabama's, or Texas next year is going to return what Alabama did to the Texas band, which put the Texas band all the way up in the last three rows of the nosebleed, right? With the rest of the Texas fans at Wisconsin, you know, the section that will exist for the away fan that there's their ticket allotment, buy your tickets through that. I mean, you can almost see it on like every college game. When they do like a view of the stadium, you can almost see the different colors of mm-hmm. fans because they're wearing jerseys or right. the colors of their team. Right. So like right. they get, I, I, why is that a problem? How, how hard is that? It's really if not that the, difficult and more yeah. importantly. Okay. Well, what about neutral stadiums? 50, 50 it then. You get one half of the field, the other team gets the other half of the field, and in the middle, we've got security. And if you want to be an asshole and fight your own fans, you be an asshole and suffer the consequences. 
I, I will say this though. I mean, as as tragic as this was, I think the big thing that 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 was the more tragic thing for me was the people pulling out their phones and doing absolutely nothing, nothing. about this. And that's the common response in all of these things is to let's film it so we can get someone internet famous, right? We're going to be internet famous by filming this incident rather than saying, Oh hell no, we're not going to accept this in our stance. I don't want to get involved and I don't want to get hit and I don't want to. Yeah. Except for this guy died because of your inaction. Um, Oh, but we have professionals, right? So you text to security and 10 minutes later, they'll be able to show up because they might be in an opposite area of the state of the stadium. And in, in that moment in time, I've said this many times when it comes to situations like this, you are the solution. You are like, if you are waiting for the cops to come to save your life, what are you doing in the meantime? Right. You are the you are the solution. Yeah, you absolutely. Are. I understand all of those things, but I I also think that we have to understand the moment in time in which we are living, which is a powder keg, period point blank. How many times have we talked about we are on that brink of absolute political violence? We are on the brink of absolute civil war in this country. And I am not suggesting that Dolphins fans and Patriots fans Hell, they could have the same political beliefs. doesn't matter. We are living in a society that is on knife's edge all day, every day. And yes, this is a sad commentary on our society, but we have proven, proven results of how you deal with this. Literally, they wrestled with this for 30 freaking years, if not 40 years. In England. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn and has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Is it perfect? Not always. But they have wrestled with this. And it's very simple. Security footage, right, in, this, in the stadiums, that's very simple. It, but, Andrew, your freedom. You lose f- your freedom when you enter a private business, by the way. They have every right to have security there. They have every right to to have security cameras for their own safety and yours, by the way. They have every right to do that. Well, aren't you a libertarian? Yes, I am. Private business should be able to do this. That's my argument. If you don't like it, don't go. That's also a libertarian viewpoint. But not just that. Banning orders. 
right? These people banned for life from ever entering that stadium again or any other NFL. You will, you will never, you're, who you are, right, and all the information used to buy your ticket from StubHub or wherever the hell you bought your ticket from, right? The NFL goes to StubHub and says, StubHub, this person can no longer purchase NFL tickets or any tickets to the events at that stadium ever again uh, for committing acts of violence in the stadium. Just that simple. Oh, maybe maybe it was a, maybe it's a one-year ban or a five-year ban or a lifetime ban, whatever have you, right? You can s- set up stages, however you want to do it. But get serious about it. They're not. The, the NFL is not serious about this. Is there any talk on the NFL Sunday shows? No. No. Are there? Is there any talk from Roger Goodell about protecting the, the eight-year-old that gets to go to its their very first NFL game at Lambeau Field or Paul Brown Stadium or whatever the hell you want to call it? No. That eight-year-old should never be exposed to what just happened. And what happens almost every week across multiple NFL stadiums. It, in fact, I would suggest that you could probably go to all 16 stadiums in the NFL and see this crap happen. Every week. It, 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 my, my thing is this. is like I, I actually lump Roger Goodell and those that are doing absolutely nothing about this in with the same crowd that just pulled out their phones and filmed it and did nothing. And also, by the way, we have to take this seriously from a prosecutorial perspective too. These people will be arrested, right? And the vast majority of them will just get off with a misdemeanor, not even a misdemeanor, just a slap on the wrist, fine, and away you go. No. No, 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 no. We're going to take this seriously going forward. Um, you assaulted somebody. That's a felony. You're going to federal pound me in the ass or state pound me in the ass prison. That's what's going to happen. So, yeah, think about your actions for once. No, there's no punishment. There's no real, whether that is, well, we have laws on the books. No, they're not getting punished for this. No, nobody's going to real jail time. Nobody's going to experience life-altering scenarios for this. I'm pretty sure you would think twice if you knew that, oh, by the way, they're gonna they're gonna pinch me up for a good one. And and what about my family? Now you could say, well, they're not thinking about that to begin with if they start a fight. Yeah, you're right. You're a grown ass adult. Act like it. Now there's also a level of responsibility on the NFL, the teams. And the municipalities, right? All three of these things have to work in concert. This isn't just a, well, it's illegal. There's a lot of things that are illegal. But you know what else happens? Private business has a responsibility to make sure those things don't happen in their business. Right? Absolutely. Like, for instance, if somebody just allowed people to come into a Starbucks, right, and just fight the employees all the time, every time. Just turn it into fight club. 
you think that that the Starbucks location has some responsibility to uh, I don't know get some security, um, deal with the issue? Yeah. 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 Yes. So I'm fully aware this is not a one size fits all scenario, right? This isn't a one solution. This is everybody coming together to help solve this problem. Because if we do not solve this problem, I am telling you right now that this is going to burst into the powder keg of hooliganism that we saw in the 80s, the 70s, 80s, and 90s over in in England and in Europe. We're going to see just god-awful amounts of violence. And it's going to turn into somebody getting shot in a stadium. It's going to turn into people bringing crazy weapons and stabbing each other or doing whatever. Because, oh, by the way, it is pretty easy to beat the magnetometer, especially when you are shoving stuff in, you know, you've got yourself in, you know, four layers of gear to go to a Packer game in December when it's 10 degrees outside. How do I know that? Look at the amount of booze bottles and and uh, accoutrements that are brought into the stadium every single week. I, I just, there are ways to handle this. And the fact that the NFL seems wholly unwilling to deal with this and condemn the, this scenario, somebody dying in the stands over a fist fight should never have happened, period, point blank. Because two years ago, a year ago, when you, as Roger Goodell in the NFL and uh, Troy Vincent in the NFL, when you see these things on an increasing scale, week by week, violence by more violence by more violent by more violent, you should have nipped this shit in the bud real fast. Instead, you... You buried your head in the sand, sat on your hands, whatever the hell you, whatever euphemism you want to use. I mean, I think at the end of the day, I think also what this comes down to, I don't think Roger Goodell and his ilk care about the fan at all. I think they care about the money in which the fan gives them. I think that's really what it comes down to. They won't touch this with a 20-foot pole because it's bad PR, even though they're getting bad PR right now. They're getting but terrible they PR. Play. You allowed yeah. somebody to die during a right. game watching it. And yet you 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 say nothing about it and, and just kind of brush it on the rug and hope that this eventually goes away. This should never go away until they fix this. It, it's And it's not about cracking down or whatever have you. What it is is you shouldn't have – you can do things to, to dissipate – the right. ability for this right. to happen. You can mitigate. It's not about cracking down necessarily and being a harsh punisher. No. Here's what we're going to implement coming in 2024. In a way end, we are revising our ticketing policy and our policies will be as such. Um, resale of tickets, um, wherever you want to try to get them from, will include verification of your uh situation. And by the way, here's the here's the thing that works over there. What fan of another team, right? If you're going to this match, what fan of another team wants to buy a membership in your opposition? Um 
The answer is nobody. Not nobody. Yeah. Nobody. Like that nobody. would be like me buying season tickets to a, to to uh, Michigan Stadium in Ann Arbor as an Ohio State fan. Yeah. No way, no how. Right. I'm not doing that. Right. It's just that simple. There is a fee associated with your ability to buy, whether that's a single game ticket or season tickets. It doesn't matter. And then, oh, by the way, um, you can also location base it too, right? So if you're a fan of, let's say, the Packers and you're wanting to go to Soldier Field, why would you want to give the Bears your money? But hey, you want to go down to Soldier Field and they notice that you're in Wisconsin and you're buying a ticket, but you don't have a Bears reference number, right? Or whatever have you. You can, there's the technology that exists for you to then go into the only section available for you and buy those tickets. But Andrew, those are limited tickets and free market principles, right? Free market within, go ahead. You buy those tickets within that section. It's just that simple. How, how many real NFL fans would show up? Probably not that many. A lot, actually. Right, you would well, probably okay. get. Five to ten thousand in every stadium every week, like, but but Andrew, uh, Arizona Cardinals, and when the Packers go everywhere, they travel really well, right? They okay. occupy in some cases in Tampa Bay, they might occupy half of the current stadium. Okay, okay. So, the away end, you've got that available and that's it do your job better as a tampa bay buccaneer organization to sell your own fans your tickets but it but 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 what if we know that we can only sell fifty thousand of 70 okay then then make it twenty thousand and make everybody in that stadium know that this is the the section or sections and you can move them around but but season tickets right so Know that you're going to say 20,000, and it's not hard. This is not rocket science. If if everybody in Europe can figure it out for that, NFL, take that model and apply it. Furthermore, make sure that you're banning. Make sure that you prosecute them to the fullest extent of the law and, and make it well-known, not just a blurb for five seconds in, in the, on the website of your local newspaper. No, that person gets, that, that is a well-known offense. It's that simple. You mitigate, and I'm sorry that we're at this point, but this is the reality that is in front of us. And if you don't want to deal with that reality and you want to bury your head in the sand, you deserve every, every lawsuit that comes your way. Every one of them. And in fact, my prediction is that if they don't do something about this, these types of lawsuits to the NFL, to the teams, will absolutely crush the NFL. Because they are a multi-billion dollar, hundreds of billions of dollars every year, right? Yeah. If not close to a trillion dollars probably every year as a business. Yeah. yeah. They will go after every red sent and to the family of Dale Mooney you should go after them 
for every red cent. This wasn't an accident. This was on purpose. This was an absolutely avoidable tragedy on all levels. And if the NFL fails to do anything about this, if the NFL fails to learn any lesson from this, they get everything that's coming to them. All right, Pat. With that being said, I think it is a great time for us to move in to WTF Wednesday. Are you ready? Let's do it. All right. So, do we start with the love affair of Gavin Newsom and Kamala Harris or the disaster that is the speeches that came from the UN? Or, you know what I'm going to start with? Um, The babbling idiocy section of WTF Wednesday. Oh, oh boy. My message to the, the, CEOs, the CEOs is, you know, at $74 million, you know, collectively earning that, you know, how many yachts can they need, you know, to, to, yacht, to water uh, ski behind it? You know, I mean, it's just crazy. You know? Yeah, you know, you know, Pat, you know. You know, that was so powerfully dumb that it's just so powerfully dumb. Oh, God. But there's more. Oh, boy. How things have operated since that deal was a bipartisan deal was struck for certain top line spending numbers for all of the funding bills that have to be passed to make the budget, keep the government running. The Senate has basically been delivering those and passing them by big 91-7 bipartisan majorities. The House today looks like it's falling apart. You've already got 17 no votes in that House Republican caucus saying we're not passing anything. What, what do you think's happening here? Yeah, you know, like I, I truly, I was, I was very proud of my colleagues, you know, because they're really about governance. That's what it is. And on the other, the, the house, the, the, whatever they call themselves, Team America or whatever they call themselves, I just like, hey, I just like bring your vote, you know, otherwise, you know, they need to go hump a different leg. Um, the, you were in. Wow. Hump a different um, leg. Uh, wow. That, that was, um, profound. <clears throat> yes. stupid mm-hmm. yes <laughs> yes speaking of which um we, we go here now even as we evolve our institutions and drive creative new partnerships let me be clear certain principles of our international system are sacrosanct do, do you think joe biden and john fetterman have the same doctor no, but they definitely do have the same cognitive issues. That's that's very clear. Uh, okay. Now, one I, of I which is actually caused like by a stroke more than most likely, so I'm going to give some grace there. The other is caused by uh, people propping him up like the marionette that we say he is. Oh, and, yes. Yes, that's true. But that, that, was, true. that was in front of the United Nations because, you know, projecting strength. We um, can't even take ourselves seriously anymore. No, no. Yeah. But speaking of taking ourselves seriously, it is time for the Gavin Newsom, Kamala Harris love affair to oh be boy. exposed, Pat. Oh, boy. This has got to be devastating to him. 
you and Vice President Kamala Harris go way back. Yep. You say that you came up together in San Francisco. Before knew each other, we were in politics. Before, before you were in politics. Yeah. I'm sure you saw that uh, former speaker, Speaker Emerita, Nancy yeah. Pelosi, she heaped praise on Kamala Harris, but she declined to say whether or not she thought that the vice president is the best person to be on the ticket with Joe Biden in 2024. Do you? Of course she is. The Biden-Harris administration, masterclass in terms of performance, bipartisan deals on infrastructure, bipartisan deals on guns and debt ceiling, on the chips and so science. She's act. the best choice. I mean, by definition, if I think this administration the last two and, year, two and a half years has been one of the most outstanding administrations in the last few decades, and she's a member of that administration, she gets to lay and claim credit to a lot of that success. The answer is absolutely. Another issue is abortion. Huh? Yeah, um, <clears throat> they came up together, Pat. Yeah, I was gonna, I was gonna point that out. They, they came up together. Uh, was he along um, on her ladder? Is my question. That see, that was that's where I was going with this at the beginning of the. I'm like, did you mean what I think you meant when you said love affair? Because. That's kind I'm just of asking a question like. because I want to know what uh, yeah. the hell these people have or that she has on these people. Well, and here's the thing. I mean, we all know that Gavin Newsom's all about the new world order, BS, um, the Great Reset, ESG, all, all in the works, right? Right. And we know that the Biden administration is taking us steps closer to that. That's why he's in love with the administration. It has nothing to do with their competency. It's mm. the fact that it's their agenda that that um that he is a part of that they're huh. moving towards so Speaking i don't think his agenda though pat Paul harris or joe biden at all yeah i mean that was a bunch of gobbledygook right uh, what the yeah okay you, any of us believe that yeah or it, no it, and here's the other thing because we all know we all know that he is rumored to have aspirations for the White House at some point. A thousand percent he does. A thousand percent. In fact, I fervently believe that Gavin Newsom would prefer the Republican Party to win in this election. I fervently believe that. Um, I absolutely believe it because that sets him up very neatly and cleanly to run in 2028. 2028, yeah. A thousand percent believe that. Because otherwise, where does this lead him? Right. Because I don't think he's going to run... I don't think he's going to run now. No, no, no. Um, I, I don't yeah, believe he runs now unless the uh, unless well, Joe Biden is uh, mentally incapable. Why divide the party? Because that's what would happen if he did run now. If Joe Biden is not there, if Joe Biden right. is out, he runs. Let's be abundantly clear on this. He absolutely does. His ego will not abide. Oh, sure. Not, sure. Not I agree. Running. I totally agree with that. Totally agree with that. But until that happens... Now, speaking of uh, New World Order, we've got the former prime minister, or is it current prime minister, but the elections are about to happen, uh, Arden. Wonderful, beautiful Arden from New Zealand. This week we launched an initiative alongside companies and nonprofits to help improve research and understanding of how a person's online experiences are curated by automated processes. This will also be important in understanding more about mis- and disinformation online, a challenge that we must, as leaders, address. Sadly, I think it's easy to dismiss this problem as one in the margins, 
I can certainly understand the desire to leave it to someone else. As leaders, we're rightly concerned that even the most light-touch approaches to disinformation could be misinterpreted as being hostile to the values of free speech that we value so highly. But while I cannot tell you today what the answer is to this... Uh, bullshit. Uh, bullshit. Uh, bullshit. You don't value free speech. You don't value freedom. You don't value liberty, period, point blank. How do I know it? Ask the people that were put into hotel rooms for two years. You soulless business. And look, it, if you were if you were a free speech advocate, you, you look, you shouldn't be afraid of someone that's saying something that you know is wrong because right. they, they have every right to say it and they're going to be exposed. Eventually, so yes, eventually, yeah. you know, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. you can take steps to do that. But to sit there and I mean, what kind of authoritarian role do you live in? And by the way, I'll even throw this out there. New Zealand, you're off my list. Yeah, yeah, it's been on my list and it's off. Uh huh. Same with Australia; it's been on my list and yeah, it's, I'm, off. it's off my list too. I also, with all the uh, natural death traps that are in Australia, I I'm not going down there. No. Yeah, leprechauns probably don't do well in Australia. Uh, well, snakes, spiders, all the deadly things in Australia. Yeah, nope, but that, that not doing it. Then just don't go to the bush. Still not doing it. Okay. Don't want to do it. Yeah. All right. And then my personal, I just, I'm for Klimt at Zelensky. He had the time to take out of the war to, to come to New York and speak. Though humanity is failing on its climate policy objectives. This means that extreme weather will still impact the normal global life and some evil state will also weaponize its outcomes. And when people in the streets of New York and other cities of the world went out on climate protest, we all have seen them. And when people in Morocco and Libya and other countries die as a result of natural disasters. And when islands and countries disappear underwater, and when tornadoes and deserts are spreading into, into new territories, and when all of this is happening, one unnatural disaster in Moscow decided to launch a big war and kill tens of thousands of people. We have to stop it. We must act. I'm so confused on multiple levels. He's literally fighting an actual physical war, but he's got time to fly to New York City to speak in front of the UN on climate change. Secondly, Pat, natural disasters are natural disasters. They, they happen and then naturally. thirdly, did, did did he just attempt to suggest that Vladimir Putin is a byproduct of climate change? Did, did I get that correct? That their Certainly war against the Ukraine way. is the byproduct of climate change? 
We are you know, for real so dumb, so dumb for real as a society. To the uh, House GOP, because you know you have the power of the purse, not another cent yeah, but, to this but, guy. But you see, four Republican senators signed a letter urging Joe Biden yesterday, by the way, signed this letter, to send missile systems to the Ukraine. Excuse me, to Ukraine, not the Ukraine. That's right. Including Tom freaking Cotton. Nope. Nope. How about nope. over my dead body and your no, dead body I, and I, over to the dead bodies of our soldiers that will inevitably go over there because you've just ratcheted things up so hard? Do you... What, what the hell are we doing? Send more missiles over there. Because uh, no, that, that'll, no. that'll tell Vladimir Putin to cut it out. No. Either that no. or just tell him to push harder you know I, I i know i don't have my son yet you know we still got a you know a couple of months here away from all of that happening um but no way no how am i ever sending my son into that war it's which will be happening. endless by the way it, it yeah, will not it, end and unless yeah, we it, forget this we are already fighting the proxy war and and so i understand that that's where we are at but my suggestion is we should stop fighting that proxy war that's my suggestion. Stop it. Stop spending money over there. Stop sending money to corrupt oligarchs. Stop sending money to the black abyss that is the money laundering capitals of the world in Ukraine and Belarus and, and all over Eastern Europe. J just stop. How about that? Let's, let's, let's yeah. go there. Yeah. And then guess what, Ukraine? Sorry, not sorry. You have to defend your own territory. That That's kind of how this works. Like, w would anybody come to our aid? The answer, no. Nobody would. Well, you fight that yourself. You've got the most powerful military in the world. Yeah, no. Um, I'm just going to suggest this to Zelensky. Go to hell with your concept of climate change war that like what what what, what the hell are you oh it's climate change that made russia invade what the hell are you talking about <sighs> and on that note pat uh, i'm just going to leave you with this thought we should probably have city-owned grocery stores and your final thoughts on today's program Don't get lost. Remember who you are. No means no. It, it, just, just, just go hump a different leg. Please be smart. Be safe. Be kind. Uh, defund the UN. And as always, Matthew five forty seven.